People have so many different interpretations of what describes the perfect love life. It can be hard to talk about how we feel. Until now, welcome to Pillow Talk with Cheryl, featuring host and relationship expert Cheryl Besner. Cheryl's kind of like your BFF, easy to talk to and frankly honest. Whether it's about love and relationships, sex and desires, she's here along with some great experts. Now, here's Cheryl Besner. Hi, everybody. I'm Cheryl, your relationship coach and communication expert here on Pillow Talk with Cheryl. You know this show. It's all about life, love, and lust, and the conversations that you want to have. Well, that's what we're having right here, right now. And this week, the show, well, it's about giving yourself permission to be scandalous. Yep, that's right scandalous. And it's interesting because I have gotten so many emails, and it's one of the reasons that I wanted to do this show. I've gotten so many emails in the last month about people who have friends who are dating people much younger, much older, and they're freaking out, whether it's their parents or, like I said, co-workers that can't understand why somebody would want to date somebody 20 years younger than them or 20 years older than them, vice versa. And people are just freaking out about this. And my response is, well, what is really got you in an uproar, number one? Number two, why are you judging other people's relationships? Because really, it's up to them to make those calls. And finally, not everybody is into a relationship for the longevity Some people live for the moment about where they are right now. And they don't think about the fact that if you have a 20-year age gap and you're 30 and 50, when the person is 90, where you're going to be, and you might not want to be taking care of a senior. Well, that's where love is supposed to carry you through, but it doesn't always work that way. Quite often when you have these large gaps, and statistics show anything over a seven-year gap, you, you see the longevity of relationships start to go down. And once you get into 15 years and up, statistics show that you have probably a 95% chance of failure, not success, but to each his own. So... I got a lot, like I said, of emails about this this month, and that's why I wanted to address it. And I'm not reading one specific one because they were all the same thing. Like, what do we do? Our friend, our mother, our father, our cousin is dating somebody so much younger. It's crazy. How do we get them out of it? I'm telling you, stay out of it. Don't try and get them out of it. Leave them alone. They're entitled to choose their love lives just the way you are. And I want to continue that because today on the show, we're going to be talking with a woman who wrote a book about her scandalous love affair and her marriage to a much younger man. And she's speaking all over the world about it and all over the U.S. She's doing a tour right now with One Woman Fearless. I met her myself when I did the One Woman Fearless Summit last year, and she's going to be coming back to Montreal, but she's probably in your city too. So you should check out One Woman Fearless online because Jackie's story will resonate. And what will resonate is not necessarily about having a relationship with somebody a lot younger. It's about choosing to do what you need to do in this life, choosing to be fearless to allow yourself to be scandalous and not living life 
for other people. And what society has deemed as the way to have a relationship and who to have a relationship with. So stay tuned for that because that's coming up real soon. And this week, stay tuned to the last segment because I always share with you a labor of love technique. But this week, we were so engrossed in a conversation that I had to move it to the end because I just know that Jack is going to talk and talk and you're not going to want to break it up. So stay tuned to the end of the show for that labor of love and as well my intimate moment that I always share with you, that little inspiration to bring you through the week. Don't forget, follow me on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter because there's always added information and things to just help you find that little magic in your day, magic within yourself, or magic within the relationships that are happening all around you. And speaking of magic, like magic, this is the time of the show where we welcome Dr. Philip Morphew on Wise Whispers from Down Under. And when I say Down Under, we all know, I mean Down Under, all the way over there in Australia. Hey, Phil. Hey, Cheryl. Good morning, listeners, or good evening, listeners. It's morning here in Australia. so We never know when they're listening to us anyway. <laughs> Hello, listeners. It's great to, uh, to be back on the show. Um, Cheryl, what a great topic we have this morning. I it's amazing. know. I, um, For those of you who, don't, who are wondering why I'm saying good evening, because we actually have a 12-hour, more than that, 15-hour yes. difference between Phil and I, and I want everybody to really understand how you get up early in the morning to do this yep. show with yep. us. So there's a commitment for you to a commitment. I'm an early riser in all senses of the way. Words. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we won't go down under there. <laughs> no, we're not going to go down under there. Different station. Um, i got to say, the, uh, this whole thing about the scandalous age gap, um, and it's really interesting how some people go so pent up about it and so righteous about it and so judgmental about it versus just going, hey, these two are in love or wow, what a, what a great connection and whatever it is. And, and I've had a number of experiences, um, you know, in my own circle of friends um, that have had major age differences. I'm, I mean, um, my wife's uh, cousin is 24 years younger than her husband. Um, He's just turned 80 and you talked about them getting older. And I, and I said to her, I, and when he's 80, he was in a band called Galapagos Duck and Jazz Band. And those guys know how to party, let me tell you. Um, and we went to this and it was one of the greatest parties. Um, we all had to, we all left because they were all still partying at 3 a.m. in the morning. He's got a lot of life. But what they have is something that is amazing. It is a true love. It's a true connection on all sense of the words. And they've been together now. They've got uh, three kids. They've been together for, God, 30-something years. Um, and it works really well. And on the flip side, um, I have a patient who's, um, she's 20 years older than her husband. And, you know, watching it go through and, and that question that you posed earlier about, do they think about it as a longevity relationship? And that's one of the things I asked. And I said, how do you find, you know, as she's going to get older? And, and it was same question, same thing they answered. And that was, it's love. So I, I've committed and I love, I'm going to look after them. And this is what I do. Um, 
And now I've uh, been looking after them for about 15 years and they are as strong and solid as a rock. It's amazing. I know, I know several relationships within, within uh, the community around me and people that I've interviewed as well. And, and it does seem that you have more longevity when it's the man older than the woman. Uh, quite often when the woman is older, the longevity is a little less. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Um, and, but I also think that, that it changes. Like I see that the couples that are together, there's the, especially if the woman is older, the sexual component has changed within their relationships. They're not as sexually active when the women are in their late seventies and their men are in their late fifties in some cases. Yeah. There is a still, still a very virile man there and a woman who has really no interest. So it becomes more, uh, in, in some of these cases, it's become more of a companion and yeah. a love. I care about this person. I don't want to spend, I don't want to spend my time with anybody else as far as morning to night. They want to have their meals together and travel together, but the sexual component has changed. Yeah. And I also want to say that you know, we're talking about scandalous. Scandalous is not always just about age, right? Because no. I can tell you, I know, I know two men uh, that have come into into my world that both dated same age strippers, you know, okay. exotic dancers, and there was a lot of scandal in their lives based on that because you know, especially. Professional men, yep, and they don't hide the fact that they're the the women in their lives were or are exotic dancers, and it wasn't easily accepted. And the other women that w- were in their social community frowned upon it. So that's another form of scandal, right? That's a great form of scandal. It's it's but dude, what it highlights, Cheryl, I think, <coughs> is is this. Judgment of others, you know, this judgment. Judgment. What is, it, what is it if two people are connected? This is the key for me. If two people are connected, it doesn't matter what the hell the back, backgrounds are if they're connected. I mean, it's people have these judgments. I mean, I've looked after and, and clinically looked after sex workers, um, exotic dancers, you name it, across the, the breadth and depth of society. I just look at them as human beings and they're great people and most of the people I've ever yeah. looked after are great people. So these people's, you know, whether they go, oh, that person's sexy oh, or that person's just using them as a wallet or that person's just using them for sex or something, I mean, that says a lot about what's happening in that other person's life. Yeah, scandalous, you know, is, also, scandalous is also two people who end up having an affair and they're best friends and, and they break up their families. I think, I think it's, it's not about having judgment. I think a lot of people have comments to say about that because, you know, children are getting hurt in the process yeah. of it. And then there's, there's other individuals who were part of that relationship on each side where they're being left and that there's um, scandal. There's always going to be that component, which is, which is the challenging one, Yeah, you know? And I, I think one of the things that I always say to people is that's called gossip. 
And gossip mm-hmm. is usually stirred up by people who are having their own issues within their lives. Yeah. <laughs> They're projecting. They're, They're projecting, projecting their own shit, basically. Or covering up for what they don't yeah. want to face within their own lives. Yeah. So, so that's one of the things that I love about Jackie, who's going to be joining me after um, coming up on Pillow Talk, is she went for it. You know, she just went, darn it, life only happens once, I'm here to live it, and I am not going to ask permission, I'm just mm-hmm. going to do it. And she, she met with a lot of, um, you know, resistance. people who were challenging her and resisting and, and people who were concerned about her. And, and, you know, financially it plays into effect also, you know, is the person that is much younger than you financially secure? All these things that people face when it comes in. So final words on this one, Phil? What do you say? What's your wise words from down under on this? Well, i got to say, if you feel it, go for it, people. If you feel <laughs> it, go for it. Don't hold back. You know what? We only live once. It's a one-way ticket. And don't live with regrets. If you feel a connection, if you feel love, stuff everyone else and do what you want to do. And don't live in the fear of what other people will say. Fear often, like everything we know, fear keeps us back. And then the number one thing that really is a challenge for people is the fear of money and and who's supporting who. Well, the key is if you've got enough money, doesn't matter. Do what you want to and do. And that's what I tell, especially, you know, in this day and age, women, if you're listening out there, if you have the money and you want to love somebody... That's the best way to spend your money. Absolutely. Spend it on the two of you and growing a relationship. Don't worry about it. And if you guys have it, also take care of the woman in your life. And Exactly. Don't have any remorse on that. Phil, thank yeah. you so much. Everybody, don't forget Soulful Reflections. It's available on Amazon or on Phil's website. Stay with us here on Pillow Talk. And also, don't forget Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. So much information there for you. I'm always looking to share and keep spreading that love right here on Pillow Talk with Cheryl. Find out what's happening on the Voice America Talk Radio Network by keeping up with us on Twitter. You can find us at Voice America TRN. Are you finding your frequency? It can be described as that space between failure and success. It's the future of digital media. It's finding your voice. It's engaging topics, content, and ideas. Jeff and Ryan discuss the digital media space and all of its aspects. It's about making the mistakes, taking the chances, summoning the intestinal fortitude to step out of your comfort zone, and discovering what you can accomplish when you decide to try, decide to learn, decide that you have something to say, and find your frequency. Live Fridays at 12 noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. The Voice America Live Events Channel is here now to showcase your corporate, individual, or organization's live event. Visit voiceamerica.com forward slash live events to see all of our past live events and find out more. Whether it's a multi-day conference, special speaker, or single-day event, we've got everything to make your event a success. We can do a few hours or a few days. For more information about taking your event to the next level, call Jeff Spinard at 480 294 
888-484-6417 or email info at voiceamerica.com. Again, that's Jeff Spinard at 480-294-6417 or send us an email to info at voiceamerica.com. Voice America is where you are and where you want to be. Join us around the globe as we broadcast live from some of the most interesting events available. Don't forget to view all our live events, including on-demand access to past events that you may have missed by visiting voiceamerica.com forward slash live events. Listening to Pillow Talk with Cheryl. If you have a question or comment about the show, send an email to info at CherylBesner.com. That's info at Cheryl B-E-S-N-E-R.com. Now, back to Pillow Talk. Hi, everybody. We are back once again. Pillow Talk with Cheryl continuing. I hope you enjoyed that first segment with our very own Dr. Phil. And now we're going to get really into the spice of life. And the spice of life today is about your spice of life and what it is that you do that really shows your passion for life, your passion for the things that you care about, and the passion in the way you want to live every single day. And to help us with that, I've invited a very special guest. She is a best-selling author, a renowned speaker. She's a passion coach because she knows how to ignite you with her unique blend of humor and irreverence and personal development is her main issue. I want to welcome to the show, Jackie Somerville. Welcome to the show. Hey, Cheryl. Thank you so much for having me. Great to be here. It's so nice to have you here on Pillow Talk with Cheryl. You know, this is all about intimate conversations about life, love, and lust that we like to share with people, but sometimes it's great to be able to share our own experiences with the people that we work with, with the people that we talk to, and you have done that. You have taken life experience and put it all together for the rest of us to experience through you. So I want to thank you for that. So let's talk about the book for a minute. Yes. Okay. So tell us the book. Was it something that just came oozing out of you and and just poured onto paper or was it a labor of love for you? Are you talking about the scandalous little rule book, my Amazon? I am talking. Yes. Yes. (laughs) I'm so glad you asked because that my work is all around how how the book sort of came to be for me. Um, You know, I was going to write a personal development book about self-love and, um, you know, be your own soulmate was my thing. And I sat down to write the book and got stuck immediately because I realized that there was some work that I needed to do on myself. And how could I help other people when there was something glaringly obvious that I could definitely change for myself, which was 10 pounds of fat that was bugging the daylights out of me. And it was more about the fact that I wasn't achieving the goal than it was about the actual weight, as it turns out. So for that book, which was my first book, I sat down and I, and I formulated this sort of diet and exercise plan. And I wrote a funny book called My Fat Little Rule Book about that. It and was it, great. <laughs> yeah. And it was fun. And it, was, and it worked. Five weeks later, I achieved my goal. I kept it off. I'd exercised for 35 days straight um, and, and just really got something out of the fact that I stuck with my word more than anything. And I'd mm-hmm. achieved it. That was huge for me. So now I felt ready to sit down and write the next book. And I was going to write the soulmate book. And I, in the, in the meanwhile, fell deeply and passionately in love with a beautiful 
29-year-old man. And I was 46. And you were how old? Ah, there you go. (laughs) Yeah. I was 46. And I was down at my uh, home in California for the winter. And I was in the grocery store. And he told me that I was very beautiful. And I looked at him going, oh, my God, and you're so young. Because he looked at me like he was 22. Anyway, long story short, and I tell the story from the stage um, about how he pursued me. And and he came over to my place that night. And one thing led to another. And eight months later, we were married in a chapel in Las Vegas. Isn't that like everybody's dream to get married at a chapel in Las Vegas to a (laughs) 29-year-old? It was my dream, let me tell you. For some reason, I always wanted to at least get married once in my life in Vegas. I don't know why. It was just like something I wanted to do. (laughs) I I always say that I would would do my vows again, except that I'm I'm not even married right now. But if I was married again, I would want to do my my vows there with my children. And I think it would just be fun. So, okay. And remember, this show is about giving yourself permission to be scandalous and that's exactly what you did right so go on with your story so you're in vegas you got married yes and and an elvis impersonator walked me down the aisle i did it at the graceland chapel which was so fun for me and man the guy could sing anyway and all our guests just laughed their way through the wedding it was just full of fun and laughter and love it was amazing anyway so I then we went home after the wedding and I immigrated uh, from Canada uh, to the U.S. because he was an American and I couldn't spend more than six months of the year in my home down there, you know, without getting married. So I then immigrated and um, during that process, while I was waiting for the papers to go through, I sat down and started to write a book. And it just, instead of being your own soulmate, it just poured out of me and it just became my scandalous little rule book. I think because... This whole thing, first of all, not only was he 17 years younger than me, but also um, he was from what I say, the wrong side of the tracks is how I explain it in the, in the speech. Right? Now, I, I have a question about the scandalous part. So, yeah. first of all, who was deeming it scandalous, do you think? Like, who in your, who in your opinion was de- deeming, uh, deeming it scandalous? And did you care? Yeah, I think it did affect me. I, I wish that I could have said at the time that it didn't affect me. Um, but I think it sort of did. It didn't stop me, though. But no, I was obviously aware. not. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But I was aware of the kind of chatter, mostly around the fact people didn't think he was good enough for me. And, and it was less about the age and more about the fact that he came from poverty and, um, and he was beautiful, by the way. I mean, he was tall and handsome and he was super smart, like just super smart. We're not talking about a dummy here, but uneducated and came from poverty and came from a really shocking background. Mm-hmm. And I think this, this whole notion that for some reason, somebody like that is not worthy of love. It just freaks me completely the heck out. And Did I people think, think that he was, um, you know, taking advantage of you as a financial, they were worried for your finance. Were you providing a life for him? Yeah, I was certainly doing that, but he signed an ironclad prenuptial agreement. Like, as I say in my speech, I was insane, but I was not stupid. (laughs) You know, like, I just think this whole... You weren't insane, you were in love, darling. I know, but I do. But but I think insanity is part of that, right? It's like, you know, in order to get close to God and and tune into your soul, you must first lose your mind, right? And I definitely lost my mind. (laughs) (laughs) But I I usually say, though, I hope that by the time you're making the final decision, you've got your, your mind very clear on what it is that you're doing and obviously yeah. the prenup showed you did 
Yeah, I think I did. I mean, I was I was so passionately in love and I had never experienced this level of chemistry and and depth of connection before with anybody, not even close. And that was really thrilling to experience, that kind of on fire passion in every aspect of our relationship, um, which was just beautiful. And I wouldn't trade any of it for all the world. But, um, you know, I think, I think society in general has notions about the woman being older, maybe less so now, but certainly it's still a thing where people will go, oh, it's, he's obviously in it for the money and she's obviously in it for the sex. People love those judgments. You know, you still hear right. it today when my video is posted online. You know, it's, it's, it has hundreds of thousands of views, but every now and again, somebody will say um, it wasn't really love. Right. You know, people have judgments around it. I don't know how anybody else can say what is and what is part of the jealousy. I mean, listen, you're a, you're a beautiful woman. <laughs> you are sophisticated, educated, successful, um, and you can have any man you want, right? Yeah. Like, like any woman, we, we can have the men that we desire. But is there a jealousy in your case when somebody looks at you and says, oh, She's 29, she's got it all, and now she's got the 29-year-old, you know, wonderful, young, viral man in her life who dotes on her. Yeah. You know, I don't know if it was jealousy. For most people in my circle, I don't think it was jealousy. I think it was concern because whenever we buck against, and we are talking about being scandalous today after all, and whenever we buck against the rules of society, most people are so conditioned that fear sets in. And, and it's their own fears, obviously, that they're just projecting on us, right? If you see somebody going against the grain, like somebody quitting their corporate job to start a business and you don't think they have the funds or the knowledge to do it, you'll start worrying about them. But in fact, just leave them. Let them do their thing. That's them. Let Leave them. Maybe they're going to figure it out. It's the same thing. I think they were worried about me because they thought... But she needs to have a stable guy, you know, a guy who's got lots of money. That's what she's used to. And that's the life she's used to. And, you know, it's, it's, it's completely messing up with people's notions of what it should look like. That the woman, you know, you should be with a successful guy if you're a successful woman. Even if you're not, you, you know, women are still trained to look for a guy who's successful. It's a big issue in our society. A hundred percent. And it's interesting you say that because in my work, I, I work with a lot of women. Obviously, it's predominantly women. And a lot of them are women coming out of divorce because that's my expertise and starting up again and, and finding new ways to meet people. And one of the first things that I say, and a, and a lot of these women are successful businesswomen, entrepreneurs, um, professionals. And they'll say, well, I want to have a gentleman in my life who has the same standard of living or above. And these women, you know, normally are, you know, in their 50s and 60s. And my thing is, well, do you have a comfortable life on your own? Would you be comfortable with somebody on your level or just below and, you know, have everything else you want in that person and possibly have to help them along financially. You know, you pay for the chips if you can afford these things because if you're just waiting for the person who has the finances, you might not get all the other things that you wanted in a relationship that you might have left your ex-husband for. You know, what is what is your value on the relationship now? And I think a lot of people get mixed up in what they want versus what they need to actually have that love. 
Yes. I love that you said it that way. That is so great. And you know, the other thing is it's a poverty mentality and it's a lot of us are raised with this, you know, let's face it, Cinderella, Sleeping Beauty are stories, right? We're we're, we're saved by the prince. And so um, I I do think that that sort of breaking from that tradition terrifies us. And it's a poverty mentality when we don't think that we're able to make the money that the man was supposed to make, supposed to make. Yes. And also what about building an empire together? Well, and that's the other thing, you know, and, and it's, I just want to comment on the professional part of it and this, you know, the, the business part of it. We have to remember also that at the same time, we are women who wanted women's rights and we want equality in the workplace and we want all these things, which I'm fully behind. Don't get me wrong here. But the fact is, statistics show that women are taking more and more place in college. You know, the percentage is more female than male now. So you have all these women who are graduating, who are going strong into the workforce, which means there's less men as doctors and dentists and lawyers so we have to realize that they're not all there with us we have taken this place in society and with that might come some of the roles that we thought somebody else was going to take up because that's the way we were brought up by our parents in the 60s, right? We're going to continue this conversation. I love it with Jackie coming up right after this. So stay with me. Cheryl here on Pillow Talk with Cheryl on Voice America. Have you ever experienced the joy of living? Not just aspects of your life, but the true joy of life itself. Barry Shore has. You could call him an ambassador of joy. From a successful entrepreneur to becoming a quadriplegic due to a rare disease to his ongoing recovery through swimming and physical rehabilitation. Barry now presents his gifts to others as host of The Joy of Living. All you need to do is tune in. Listen live every Tuesday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time and 1 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Variety Channel. The future of online TV is here. View exclusive content from your favorite talk radio hosts and new programs that you can't see anywhere else. Visit voiceamerica.tv today. Are you finding your frequency? It can be described as that space between failure and success. It's the future of digital media. It's finding your voice. It's engaging topics, content, and ideas. Jeff and Ryan discuss the digital media space and all of its aspects. It's about making the mistakes, taking the chances, summoning the intestinal fortitude to step out of your comfort zone, and discovering what you can accomplish when you decide to try, decide to learn, decide that you have something to say, and find your frequency. Live Fridays at 12 noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time, on the Voice America Variety Channel. Listening to Pillow Talk with Cheryl. If you have a question or comment about the show, send an email to info at CherylBesner.com. That's info at Cheryl B-E-S-N-E-R.com. Now, back to Pillow Talk. We are back, and today we're talking about giving yourself permission to be scandalous, and nobody knows how to do that better than my special guest, Jackie Somerville. So let's keep on, Jackie, about this, because I find it fascinating. You know, we've been talking about, you know, how we're adapting to society and, and, you know, expectations about 
how women and men are adjusting. And I just wanted to get your final comments on that before we go back to like about writing the book that you wrote. So yeah, I think it is a difficult balance for people uh, to, to realize that, you know, as you were going through married to somebody much younger, people worried about your financing and everything and coming to terms with that in today's society, a lot of women are the main bread earner. And, uh, you know, the, the fact is, or we've made our money in some other way, in, you know, in our previous jobs, and now we're looking for a new person to build with. And does it always come down to the fact that they have to make as much or more than we do? Yeah. How do you feel about supporting somebody? Well, I mean, obviously, I didn't mind it at all because that's what I did. Um, and, uh, you know, and I do think that when we're when we're terrified, this whole money thing takes, you know, that's a whole nother subject, right? This this poverty mentality, this 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 thing that we all have about money in society, the sort of rules around it and the terror around it and everything else. You know, there's there's lots of money in the world. And I think when you when you figure that out and you realize that you're smart and you're resourceful and you'll always be fine then you're able to maybe break some of the rules of society right well you're right there is a lot of money out there but let's break it down for our listeners at the same time and realize that you know the the wealth the the predominant wealth is in 0.01 percent of the community at large right so if you're let's say living in a city and you have to think that you are in that you know elite bracket where you have very strong resources financially, and you're living in that 0.01% of the world, if all of a sudden you have left a, a relationship and you're on your own, and you want to find, let's say, a gentleman in that same, your mar- margins are very small. Yes. Especially if you want them older and more successful, you're, you're going into a very small pool. But if you want a partner... It's an endless pond that you can go swimming in, right? Exactly. Exactly. And I do believe in following your heart in matters of the heart. I really do. Well, not yes, in following you do. Society, <laughs> you know, and not in following fear. And, and I, listen, believing in yourself and your ability to make your own money, I think is really important. And I get that there's some people that aren't interested in that. But for me, that was a big thing. I needed to believe in myself and know that I was always able to make my own money, that I wasn't dependent on a man. And that was a big mind shift for me. And I needed to, and that was a beautiful thing that I had to come to terms with. Because I think when we push the envelope in life, that's that's the sweetness. That's what leads us to whatever, you know, to be to greatness, to whatever it is we're aspiring to, is pushing the envelope, breaking the rules of society, taking risks. And very often if that's if that involves, you know, putting all your money on the line to start a business, if that involves marrying somebody that breaks with the rules of society, whatever that is, I think that taking a big risk and putting yourself on the edge holds the key to fulfillment and to really getting to the end of your days with no regrets. So and that's where all the excitement is, is that's on the edge, right? <laughs> yeah. And the same thing in matters of the heart, right? You don't choose your partner from your head because you will be stuck in mediocrity probably for the rest of your days. Choose yeah. your partner from your heart and have not, don't, you don't need to trust or have belief in anyone else except yourself. 
You can't, you know, this whole notion of, oh, well, how can I trust somebody? But you can't because you, you, you can't control anybody else on this planet. Can you, you can't actually, you can't actually get into their head. You can't actually get into their heart. So you have to trust that you have the best instincts that you know how somebody really feels about the relationship that you're building together and the things that you're doing and the way you're communicating. You have to really believe that you can decipher that that person is being honorable to you. But it's more than that, relationship. I, I believe it's so much more than that because I think it is more trusting yourself that you'll be fine if they don't. Oh, 100%. Right? You, you have to be able to be all you have control over. Yeah. Right. And I just knew that if the relationship lasted five years or five days or, or, or 50 years, I was going to be fine no matter right. what. In that moment, I made the decision knowing what I knew at that time. And when people said, well, he's young and he's good looking. And what happens if in 10 years time he leaves you for a younger woman? I was like, I, I'm not concerned with that because I know I trust and know myself. And right. I will always be fine no matter what happens in my life. That's just something I've worked on. So I'm able to take big risks even with the heart because I know that no matter what, I'm always going to be fine. So I don't make those decisions based on longevity, based on, you know, dotting all the I's and crossing the T's. That's not my gig. That's not how I live. Right. And so, you know, really the key is to build up that love and trust with yourself. That's the only thing that truly matters because you can't control anyone. You can have everything planned out and you never know what's going to happen. And, and you can be also the type of person who, who wants that longevity. Like you're going into it for, for the long haul. And, you know, somebody, somebody might say, and, and statistically it shows that big age gaps don't work long term. But there's a lot of people like yourself who enter into these relationships and go, I don't care. Yes. I care that right now, this is where I want to be. This is what I'm happy doing. And if it only lasts, like you said, five years, 10 years, six months, I'll be happy with that. Whereas other people want to invest time in building something that they feel can go the distance that, you know, that you won't get tired of somebody who's younger than you or somebody who is older than you won't get tired of being with somebody younger. It works both ways. Right. Yes. And, and you grow together. And when there's big age gaps, you don't necessarily grow together. You know, you're not growing at the same speed. Right. So, yeah. um, so, so there's two trains of thought. And what you're saying is really about being a person who lives for the moment where you are right now which we should all do right yes yes whether you want the long term or the short term you know if i'd said no to the situation i would have missed out on the greatest experience of my life on the opportunity to become the person that that i think god intended for me to become and pushing me out on the edge and everything that happened afterwards really, really changed my life. Yeah, it was really rough. And we, we went through some, you know, a staggering tragedy. Um, and How long and, were you together for, by the way? Um, oh, it's a complicated question because we still sort of are. But um, um, yeah, but, but uh, it was seven months after the wedding where, where the tragic accident happened. And, and that, that was um, that shattered our, our life in so many ways um, and basically took him away from me. Um, but um, that's, that's a whole nother story. But, you know, um, I, 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 the, the passion and, and the, going back to why I wrote the book and how it poured out of me was now my whole teaching and the, and the, the speaking that I do is how to tie 
love, great sex, and romance with your genius. In Think and Grow Rich, Napoleon Hill writes, love, romance, and sex are all emotions capable of driving people to heights of super achievement. When combined, these three emotions can lift one to the altitude of a genius. And that's what happened with me. We came back from the wedding, and -hmm. I would wake up at 5 o'clock in the morning, pour my coffee, and I would go through to the living room and write. And it wasn't as though I wanted to stay in bed with him. I mean, there he was, this beautiful man with my dog, and I would be so filled with love. And But I would take that energy, and I would sit down, and I'd just pour it into the pages. And I wrote like such a maniac because of being in the zone. Mm -hmm. You know, when he he identifies the top 10, what he calls mind stimulants, the things that get us in our zone of genius, like music, like, you know, even mood-altering drugs and and so on. dance. Yes, and dance. But the number one thing is the desire for sex, and the number two thing is the emotion of love. Nothing gets us into the zone more than those things. And I experienced that firsthand, and I wrote a best-selling book from cover to cover in a few weeks. In a few weeks, I was so in the zone from love, sex, and romance I mean, I experienced what he was talking about in Think and Grow Rich firsthand and immigrated for the second time in my life, you know, which I would never have done again if, it, if I had not been like superhuman from, from love, sex, and romance. <laughs> <laughs> because I knew how tough it was to do it once. Oh, my God. And doing it, I know I'm writing mine right now. And I have to say, wow, you know, it, it's, it's a labor of love for me. And, uh, and it's, it's also you know, the balancing act of life. And I know that from from talking to you in the past, you don't really like to, the word balance too much. <laughs> no, I'm not into balance. I, I love what one of my mentors, Bob Proctor, Proctor, says. He says, if you're not living on the edge, you're probably taking up too much room. <laughs> yeah, but you see, I like living on the edge with my balance because I've got vertigo. I don't want to fall over the <laughs> edge. And I don't want to hold on to anything either, right? So I, I got to stay on that balance. And that's where the dancer's feet come in, you know. I like having that little balance and I go with my little twirls and my little dips and my little jumps, but with balance. <laughs> yes. yes. Yeah. Yeah. No, I totally get it. So, so, so what changed for you, for instance, like what do you think like life, how did life change for you from before writing the book to after when it came to your thought process about relationships and love? Did it change? So it didn't change from writing the book. I realized because I was so in the zone that I just wrote like a maniac. It just poured out of me. Um, I could like, it's when you don't even want to stop, you don't, you, you know, you lose all track of time. All of that happened when I, when I was writing the book on this high of love. Um, and, but it didn't, it, my whole thing about love and learning about relationships and the reason I'm such a great relationship coach and I fell into this I, I never saw myself as being a relationship coach me me neither <laughs> I've had a number of marriages like me but you know I've become such an expert at it and and I fell into this and I'm so good at it and and I suddenly started saving marriages and enjoying it and going oh my gosh but it was because of the tragedy that happened that's what changed my life you want to talk talk about that at all um, I mean, I can talk about it in a very sort of abstract way. You know, I think being um, having being absolutely devastated by something so huge that, um, you know, just uh, put me it, it made me face my gr- my greatest fear. My greatest fear was losing my money. And that was what terrified me. We, we can pick this up in the next segment. But but it was my greatest it was my my greatest fear was was losing my money. And so the universe said 
try this on for size. If you're going to live in fear, I'm going to throw this at you and, and, and it's going to be the worst thing you can ever think of. And you're going to realize that you better drop all fear and choose love over fear. And you're going to tragedy. I chose fear over love. And you're going to jump in to that when we come back right here on Pillow Talk with Cheryl, because there is so much more that Jackie wants to share with us about life, love, and lust, and giving yourself permission to be scandalous. The future of online TV is here. View exclusive content from your favorite talk radio hosts and new programs that you can't see anywhere else. Visit voiceamerica.tv today. The Voice America Live Events Channel is here now to showcase your corporate, individual, or organization's live event. Visit voiceamerica.com forward slash live events to see all of our past live events and find out more. Whether it's a multi-day conference, special speaker, or single-day event, we've got everything to make your event a success. We can do a few hours or a few days. For more information about taking your event to the next level, call Jeff Spinard at 480 294 6417 or email info at voiceamerica.com Again, that's Jeff Spinard at 480-294-6417 or send us an email to info at voiceamerica.com Voice America is where you are and where you want to be. Join us around the globe as we broadcast live from some of the most interesting events available. Don't forget to view all our live events, including on-demand access to past events that you may have missed by visiting voiceamerica.com forward slash live events. listening to Pillow Talk with Cheryl. If you have a question or comment about the show, send an email to info at CherylBesner.com. That's info at Cheryl, B-E-S-N-E-R.com. Now, back to Pillow Talk. I'm Cheryl, your relationship coach and communication expert here on Pillow Talk with Cheryl. And today's show is all about you giving yourself permission to be scandalous. Yeah. That's right. Life is about doing all the things that you want, even if it might be a little bit of scandal in your community or in your family. And joining us today, again, is Jackie Somerville. She is an author, and she's talking to us about her scandalous life, which she does all across North America, telling us all about how she got to where she is now as a speaker and a passion coach. Jackie, let's, let's continue on with this. So just before the break, we were talking about, you know, life and, and how a tragic accident kind of gave you a real good kick in the butt, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah, yes. which, which is what happens to most of us. It takes sometimes not giving us an option to take that fear and chuck it. Sometimes you just fall into it and you just gotta find your way out, right? Yes, exactly. And, and this, was, uh, this was the lesson that taught me the true meaning of unconditional love. 
And I, and I think that also sort of helped me to figure out the meaning of life. And so, you know, I went into, after the accident, I went into the state of catatonic fear because all my money was threatened. I was threatened with lawsuits. There was um, criminal stuff. There was civil stuff. It was just outrageous. And I was told to, you know, basically hide under a rock, close, you know, not be seen to be operating my business. And the, the thing I feared the most in life at that moment, at that point in my life was losing my money. I feared nothing else. I, I didn't feel a lot of death. I didn't feel losing anybody in my life. I feared losing my money. And so that... that and I think a lot of people can identify with that. I mean, yeah, I think you so. know that that's a, a, one of the number one fears that people have is yeah. about money, right? Which is really too bad. But anyway, I so, so you know, God really slapped me upside this head and said, you know, get real. Um, and, and But what happened was the fear caused me to get rid of the love because as Osho said, the Indian mystic Osho said, when you love a person, all fear disappears. And when you are afraid, all love disappears. And I cannot, I, I couldn't say it better myself. That's exactly what happened. I went into this catatonic state of fear. I just ripped into him all the time. I just, I, I like everything changed and this beautiful man, like, and, and my love was suddenly very conditional. And I realized that my love had all, always been conditional. And so I hadn't, hadn't learned the lesson. And that was when, you know, God said, okay, well, th there was a, a miracle that happened. And I use that word God, not in a religious sense, in a spiritual sense, you can call it whatever you like. But, um, but a miracle happened and we were given 10 more days to be together. And, and that was when I let go of everything because all we had was 10 days. So they were the right. saddest and the most beautiful days of my life because now we had nothing to lose. We have nothing to lose. If you've only got 10 days left on the planet with a person, how do you, you want to live them, right? Are you going to shred that person for not exercising enough or watching too much TV or playing video games? Or are you just going to love them no matter what they do? Well, mm -hmm. that's what happened. We just loved one another and let one another be. We held each other close, but not too tight. I just let him live. He let me live. It was the most beautiful, but also the saddest of our life. And, and so that was when the lesson of true love sunk in for me that I realized that love is not, you know, possessing somebody. It's not owning somebody. It's not being right. It's just allowing somebody to be. And the true love is not requiring somebody to change. Well, it's interesting. And, you know, earlier on in the show, I, I usually always share a love technique of the week. And we were so embroiled in our conversation in the last segment that I didn't do it. So I want to offer a love technique of the week right now when we're because of what we're just talking about and what you were just expressing. And that sometimes people don't realize what love is or what love for the other person is. And, and here's what I'm going to offer you today. Think about this. When you think about the other person in your life, Imagine that they're asking you a question. What do you love about me? And when you start writing down what you love about that person, I'd like you to really look at all the things that you've written down. And you can write it down in a paragraph form, in a story form, or just a list. But often what happens is when you go back and look at what you've written, you'll see something that you might not have realized. And this is the important part. If you are writing, I love you because you make me breakfast in the morning. I love you because you make me feel so good when we go out for dinner because you're always engrossed in conversation with me. I love you because this is how you make me feel. That is not loving the other person. That's showing how they love you. 
And what I'm looking for and what you should be looking for is I love how honest you are about love. I love how you enjoy every minute of your day. I love how passionate you are about your family. Those are loving the person, what they embody, not what they do for you. That's a byproduct of loving each other. But that's the exercise I'd like you to really focus on this week. Think about it and then take the time do it because you might realize a lot of things about your relationship and things that you want to look at to really appreciate who it is that's in your life. And that's whether it's somebody you work with or you, your children or your partner. Think about what true love really is, just like Jackie was talking about. Sorry, Jackie, I had to, had to share that with everybody yeah, because I think stuff. people do miss that. And I remember um, myself being in that, that relationship with my ex-husband. And when we were trying to work things through, I asked that question to him, you know, and I said, what do you love about me? And it was all the things that I give him, yeah. but it wasn't about what he appreciated about the person Yes, that I am. And I think that's what you're talking about. You really just had the time to appreciate each other without all what, the other. Yeah, what, what have you done for me lately? And, right. and, and this notion of 50-50, which is such a load of crap, right? Yeah. I mean, no, I'm it's 100% give all the time. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to give 50%, you give 50% or we don't have a relationship. Well, that, I got stuck in that whole thing of what, you know, like, what have you done for me lately? And, mm-hmm. and Rumi wrote these beautiful words, you know, that, you know, after, even after all this time, the sun never says to the earth, you owe me. Look what happens with a love like that. It lights up the sky. I mean, that's, those are the most beautiful words to me, right? Like if yeah. we just dropped expectations of the other person, got on with doing ourselves the best we could be and allowing them to be whoever they are. Yes, have high standards, but no expectations. Allow them to show up and you get to decide whether that's who you want to hang out with or not. But don't expect them to change or be something that they're not. Love them the way that they are. Otherwise, move on. And I think that's the basis of how you work with your clients and your coaching and exactly how I work with my coaching yes. is it's got to be about who you are and then really appreciating the, 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 the essence of the beings that are around you, yes. not the things that are around you. I mean, we can go Maria Kondo here, you know, like <laughs> right. throwing things out of our life. And I, and I think that's the one thing that millennials really are, are, are good at is that they're not attaching themselves to things. You know, they, they have other issues that they have to deal with, but I don't think that they attach themselves to the monetary things that you can buy. They really want to like shed and keep it light and, and, and be able to, to move quickly in that light. Yes. Yeah. yeah absolutely. I want to thank you so much for sharing your story with us. I mean, you shared, you shared from your heart, which is, which is the basis of everything we do here on Pillow Talk with Cheryl, because it all starts from the heart. And, and if we follow our heart and get rid of what's going on in our head, things would be so much easier and so much more fun. So Jackie, if people want to be able to follow you and, and buy your book, let them know how to contact you, please. Yes, that's awesome. Thanks, Cheryl. It's been great being with you. And it is, my website is probably the best way because you can then connect uh, with me in, in all sorts of other ways too. My website is JackieSomerville.com, which is J-A-C-Q-U-I-E. 
And it's Somerville is S-O-M-E-R-V-I-L-L-E, just one M and an O. I love how you even have to write your name like out of bounds (laughs) on the edge. (laughs) Yes, and that's my message to everybody. Take a risk, live from the heart, trust yourself more than anything else. That's the key to it all. And that will enable you to really go out there and have some amazing experiences in life because it is about experiences after all. The end of the day, you will regret what you did not do. Thank you so much, Jackie, and uh, we'll look forward to following you. Thank you, Cheryl. Take care. You too. And now it's time for our moment together where I always share a thought for the week, something that you can just ponder and reflect back on. Don't forget, you can follow me on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, and you can always go back and listen to the show and hear these words again. So this is going to be our little sign-off, as we always do it, right here on Pillow Talk with Cheryl. And this week, it's called From Dust to dawn. In the landscape of my mind, off in the far west, I see a blazing fireball, which is the sun. Its power and heat is getting ready to succumb to the chill of the dark night sky. Slowly, it is descending, lowering itself into the horizon, like a tired head nestling its way into your down pillow. The hour at dusk is near. The rays of the sun have been surging full strength throughout the day, giving life to the universe energizing our soul now surrender to the calm of the blue night the hour dusk is near i look for the green flash of light as the sun glimpse tucks it into the distance image of the sunset like eyelids fluttering as they close for the slumber the hour of dusk is near as the last crest of the sun disappears i reflect on the day What did I learn that I will carry through to tomorrow? What will I release into the night? The hour of dusk is here. And when I awake tomorrow, opening my eyes with anticipation, the sun will rise and a fresh new day will be upon me. Awakened hours filled with adventure, intrigue, and endless possibilities. The choice of how I wish to spend my day are mine to make. The hour of dawn is here. So remember, if you want to hear this again, I'm going to be sharing it with you as more of a meditation on my website and on Facebook. Please join me. Don't forget, you can reach out to me, 844-744-SOLO. I'm always there for you 24-7. Get back to you within 24 hours if you have any questions and if I can support you in any way. So this week, as always, remember... Keep it simply stimulating because we all know it's all about that kiss. Take care, everybody, and I'll see you next week here on Pillow Talk with Cheryl on Voice America. Good night. Thanks for being here. Pillow Talk with Cheryl Besner will be back next Tuesday at 5 p.m. Pacific Time and 8 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. You'll want to make sure you're back for more great Pillow Talk. Oh,